0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Okay, three, two, one. Day 23.
1: Write out passages from meditations. Hi, Clay. Hi, Lauren.
0: Welcome back again.
1: Here we are. Stoic. Stoic.
0: (laughs) Stoic. What are we talking about today?
1: <laughs> just our classic I, wait, topic. I'm
0: not drunk, but I'm a little tips.
1: Uh, classic, you know, reserved, not seeing her friends, not going out anywhere. Lauren is just rolled in straight from the bar.
0: You come here often? You could with me. <laughs> okay, which meditations did you write out?
1: So I've started with the very beginning, like 1.1 wow. or whatever it was. So Marcus Aurelius starts by just writing out sort of a laundry list of all the people in his life who've had a big influence and in what they've taught him. But he starts with his uh, grandfather, what his grandfather taught him, and his father and his mother. The most impactful one that I read was the fourth one down, which was his From My Governor I Learned. And it took me a little while to figure this out, but I think governor means like babysitter, like childminder, mm-hmm. like the, kind of like the traditional British version of a governor or governess. He said that from his governor, he learned about how to live without to avoid, I think his from his mom was like avoid the trappings of the life of wealthy people. But his governor gave him a lot of advice, like don't take sides in the circus. Don't be a partisan at this other kind of event that we go to in the gladiator fights. And basically kind of detach yourself from things that are popularly you have to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like a modern example would be like, being a fan of this sports team because you're in this town, or aligning yourself with a specific political party during the elections and only surrounding yourself with people that support that, and instead focusing on more fundamental things like how to have an even-keeled temper, how to not hurt other people, how to try to build up other people around you. I actually found it really useful. And the thing it made me want to do, it made me want to take this format and really critically think about what are the things that I've learned from my parents and my Mm. grandparents and aunts and uncles and teachers and mentors and coaches that I've had in my life.
0: Are there any like quotes or lessons that came from childhood or high school that stick with you?
1: The mantra that I signed up for and ascribed to when I was around 15 years old was that I don't have any regrets. Mm -hmm. If I feel bad about something, there's a lesson that I need to learn. I try really hard to focus on the fact that it's already happened. I can't change it. And if I feel really bad about it, that means that I need to go back and do reflection and figure out why I did it and how I can avoid doing it in the future because it's something really important.
0: I really liked writing this out. What I ended up kind of doing was reading through a bunch, and I pulled quotes. So mm, I the did ones a, that were
1: most impactful yeah, to you? Yeah, so I
0: did it a, a little differently. Some of the quotes I wrote down was, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize mm. this, and you will find strength. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. It's a good one. Oh, this one was really good, and I, like, thought about this for multiple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything Mm. we see is a perspective, not a truth. And I think in this day and age where. Honestly. We have to take, like, everybody asserts things as if it's just fact and, like, gospel, when it's like, no, everybody's coming at things from their own perspective. And. Honestly.
1: And you know what? And they
0: might not even be healthy.
1: And the thing about stoicism is that when you hear somebody say something, you don't shout back at them, that's just your opinion. You just listen, and then inside your own head are like, that's their Their opinion. opinion. Exactly. You're like, great. And you can kind of collect that and figure out what your own opinion is. Yeah. That's so interesting.
0: I was recently watching a TED Talk where there's some research about our happiness levels being directly related to the stories we tell about what's happening in our lives Mm. to ourselves. And... That's a lot of, I think, what the Stoic journey and a lot of his meditations were getting at, which is like, it's not so much just what's happening to you. It's the way that you-
1: How are you interpreting it? How are you internalizing it? Because that'll change how you tell it to other people, which will change how they feel about it, which will change how you feel about it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it was fun. I mean, if nothing else, how often do you get to read like philosophical writings and ponder them a little bit? So all around, good experience. Carving out the
1: time. I think it was great.
0: Yeah. Next week, Leviticus. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Day twenty four. Don't watch or read the news. One thing I'll say about myself is that I am like a political news junkie. I know really? a lot of people are. I love reading about it, like every day. Yeah, so I'm signed up for like, you know, I get the I email. From did not Politico. know that about you. I've I've wasted a lot of time at <laughs> work reading this email, <laughs> <laughs> but I get like the Recode one with tech news. I get Politico's playbook email. I'm signed up for. A ton of, and that's actually my primary form of news consumption is just going through these emails. Sometimes linking out to the articles, but but on the 24th specifically, I went to my when I checked my like personal inbox during the day. I just didn't even read the headline. I immediately just ticked all the boxes, deleted them, didn't turn on the news, nothing.
0: Right, and that was the day like the lotto was being announced, like other things too, which is so stupid. But when you're not reading it, you realize how much of what we're being told, like. You don't really need to know that.
1: Well, it, it, I think that this has happened especially to people since the election in 2016. Haven't you read all those online articles about like, I'm cutting myself down to only checking the news <laughs> one day a week. And it's like, geez, well, yes. okay, it's fine. <laughs> Do you get a trophy for that? <laughs> Jesus.
0: I remember like four years ago, I cut out social media for my life, which was a big step in this kind of direction. Yeah. And I remember it's because I, like, told myself, are you going to do this the rest of your life? Yeah. And a couple months ago, I cut out most news sources. So I stopped listening to daily podcasts. I unsubscribed from newsletters. And people to this day give me shit about it. Like, well, you're not informed. And I found actually what it does is when I'm at a party or I'm at a happy hour talking to people and they start bringing something up, I just honestly ask questions. like. Yeah. Oh, tell me what you mean when you say you support that policy. Like, what does that mean? And where did you find out information? Because what happens is we use these buzzy terms and act like we know we're talking about in reality, we're not that well-researched that. It's extremely that.
1: surface level.
0: Yeah. And once you start asking questions, you kind of see like, this person actually doesn't care about the policy. They just want people to not have to worry about paying if their kid gets cancer because they're a fairly compassionate person. Or the opposite happens, which is you realize like, they're not a dirt person, because I disagree with them. They just see this as a solution to a problem. And I don't quite see that. Yeah. And so I find it helps me actually be more level headed and come at issues very honestly and sincerely asking, like, explain your position, because I'm
1: curious. It's similar to what you just said about that meditation, like, the quality of our lives depends on the quality of our thoughts. Hmm. If we spend all day reading about mass shootings or some kind of political upheaval in Venezuela or something else, like, that's, it's honestly, how does that, (laughs) how does reading about any of that make your day any better? Now you're, you have some stress and anxiety associated with something that you have zero control over and that has nothing to do with you.
0: Or maybe the better question in my life, I'm not across the board, answer how you want, but being more informed in my life doesn't lead me to more action. Yeah, It just leads me, if anything, it gives me an excuse because I tell myself like, well, I know about the issues and I care in my head. So like, that's enough. And that's not enough. Like really, you should pick like one issue that you care deeply about and get involved Mm. versus just like the amount of time we spend reading the news and talking about it. If you just carved out two hours a week to volunteer somewhere, could you you'd imagine, have way more of an impact.
1: Could you imagine if everybody that took half of the time they spend watching or reading the news and then turned that into volunteering at a soup kitchen or helping at like a youth center in their neighborhood? Right. Or even, and this one's crazy, meeting their neighbors right. and like talking right. to them actually as human beings. Or
0: calling your grandmother who yeah. like you think is a racist and actually talking with her. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's the compelling point too. It's not just about- the time that you're saving it's like every you've limited time in your day and stoicism is also about examining what you're doing each day mm-hmm. and is there a better way to spend that time that's actually more impactful
1: day 25 wear your worst clothes hey lauren hi clay we're together <laughs> we're huddling in an office at work okay it's day 25 of the challenge Wear your worst clothes. See that nobody cares. Let's
0: describe each other's outfit. Clay, I was so excited
1: to see what you were going to wear. Clay
0: has skinny sweatpants on at the office <laughs> yeah, I know. with a pink t-shirt, a gray sweater, some are these wannabe bird shoes?
1: No, these are actual All birds. All birds. And then a pea coat.
0: Go with me. Go with me.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we got some camo sneaks. We got some jeans from the early 90s. That don't fit properly. <laughs> We've got we've got it's like she was going for like kind of flannel sheet but like warm but like works hard. Yeah, like <laughs> and, like I'm from the woods yeah, and, and then just a hat to cover it all up. Yeah.
0: I I simultaneously feel very comfortable physically, yeah. but a little self-conscious of oh, just really? how much I look like I'm going to go to the woods. Yeah.
1: For me, I took this challenge as, like, wear your worst clothes, which is, like, just wear your most comfortable possible yeah. outfit.
0: I was going to wear sweatpants, but I got to tell you, I smelled the crotch and it, <laughs> it wasn't
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. This obviously. Bye.
0: Okay. Day 25, we both showed up at the office at a meeting. <laughs> yeah. It's wear your worst clothes. I walk in and I look at Clay and he has skinny gray sweatpants on at the office. Bravo, Clay.
1: Yeah. Bravo. I took the challenge of wear your worst clothes and turned it into sort of wear the most comfortable clothes possible uh-huh. and give <laughs> no shit.
0: And I did like a hybrid, which was like wear the worst clothes you'd wear to the office.
1: I think that's fair.
0: Which was like somewhat baggy jeans. I did wonder where flannel. the deer was.
1: <laughs> I was wondering like, was like I had like a rifle sticking out of my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, did this teach you anything? I will say this, no. <laughs> Nobody said a damn thing (laughs) about what I was wearing. I feel like I'd show up at the office wearing a Teletubby outfit and people would be like, yeah, that's Clay. He does stuff like this sometimes.
0: Yeah. But uh, see, the better one to me, though, would be take one day where you wear your worst clothes and the next day wear your best. And people do comment when you dress nicely. Yeah. Like, I think it's kind of when people dress like schmucky, we're just like, oh, that's just them. But we actually care what people dress like. I, I don't agree with, like, the principle of this challenge because it's supposed to show you, like, appearances don't matter as much as you think, people aren't paying attention to you, which I somewhat agree, except for, like, when I do my hair and makeup and wear an outfit, or even just do my, like, have yeah. my hair down and wear an outfit. People Friday, people are like, why wow. are you dressed up? Where are you going? I'm like, nowhere. I'm going here. home.
1: I'm, I came here. I'm taking a arrived. bath <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah. So there's been, you know what I think is also interesting is kind of, adjacent to this there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that talk a lot about picking out an outfit and wearing that sort of as your uniform so a stand-up comedian named jared carmichael did that for his like first 10 years in comedy he wore the same gray hoodie and blue jeans every single day mark zuckerberg has talked about this there was an article in the washingtonian in 2014 about a woman who worked somewhere here in dc yeah and so she wore the same exact outfit it was like
0: black black slacks with a white shirt
1: yeah and like a blue blazer or something like that and in the entire year, she got one comment about the outfit. And the comment was, I can't believe you wear that belt with so many different outfits. <laughs> <laughs> like, Good girl.
0: Although I recently have been thinking like my out. OK, I had to get rid of a bunch of clothes because they didn't fit anymore. And I've told myself I can't buy new clothes till I have gotten my body to a place where I feel confident in it. And this weekend I was like, should I buy some new clothes? And I, I looked at my closet. I'm like, you have so much stuff. Yeah. And who cares if you wear the same outfit every other week? Like, Absolutely not. It doesn't matter. We really do overestimate how much stuff we need. And frankly, we end up wearing the same stuff anyways. You wear the same two pairs of shoes, the well, same the same watch. clothes that you like. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't so, matter if you have all
1: those other ones or not.
0: I think it was just like another lesson in – Maybe instead of looking like crap, it's like have 10 outfits that you feel good in and confident in and then let that be enough. And that's it. So, Clay, the challenge is starting to wind down. What of what we've done so far, either principles or actual habits, give me like two or three. Are you like, I want to take that with me?
1: I think this is kind of one of the things these challenges are supposed to point you towards. Mm -hmm. Think about how much easier it is for us to do this with full-time jobs in a wealthy city coming from nice, loving backgrounds with parents who are together and who love each other and love us, compared to somebody who's recently gotten out of prison or had a loved one die or something like that. And we're complaining about it being difficult to do these things. Could you imagine how much harder it would be to sit back and be like, well, this is something I don't have control over, if the thing you don't have control over is you're in jail?
0: So are you are you saying like stoicism could be an antidote to some of the privilege that we face every day?
1: I think that it's – if nothing else, it should help us recognize it uh-huh. more. And for that sure. should be – for me, that's a motivation to try even harder because yeah, I don't have any valid excuses left. <laughs> I've used it yeah. for 29 years.
0: There is a woman who's humanitarian named Mama Maggie. She's like a modern-day Mother Teresa. She was at a conference speaking one time and she said the, the like, people I work with, the poorest of the poor in Cairo – They don't look at your wealth in America and say, how dare you have it? They say, how dare you have it? And that's all that you do with it.
1: Mm.
0: Hey, listeners, as we wind down this season, Clay and I would love to hear from you. We're going to go ahead and post the 30-day challenge in the show notes here on out, and we would love for you to pick one or two challenges, do them on your own, and record a voice memo. Once you've done, send it to podcaststoic at gmail.com. What was that g-
1: email address again?
0: Podcaststoic at gmail.com, and you might be featured on one episode coming up. Thanks so much.
1: <laughs> well, my my day has actually been you know kind of a lot of naps. And so. Did you
0: just call me? My Lauren? My Lauren. Oh, my God. We're falling in love. Just kidding. I hate him.
1: <laughs> the one where Clay jumps off the roof. I
0: thought you were going to say the one where Clay jumps onto Lauren. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, get off of me. Somebody's jumping somewhere. Help! Help!